0: Hey everybody, this is Stuart Nunn, Nunn's NLP and NLP for Kids. And welcome back to my podcast. I really hope you enjoyed my last one. Uh, that was where I told my sort of general origin story of how I started working with children and doing what I'm doing now. Now, last time I talked about uh, The Horrible Boss... And I thought I'd just tell you a bit more about how that came to be and how I dealt with it. Uh, So, I think I mentioned before, it was, uh, I was working in the railways for 16 years. It really wasn't what I chose to do. It was one of those things I I fell into, and I don't know if uh, any of you out there are similar. You left school, you didn't know what to do, so... Yeah, found the nearest thing. And for me, it was working the railways. Generally, it was good fun. I I found a really great, close-knit of friends. And in fact, one of my managers, one of the good ones, became the best man at my wedding. Uh, And it was brilliant. You know, you don't get better friends than that. But I also met some, uh, what should we say, numpties. Um, and people that really riled me. I was quite angry when I was younger, and uh, we'll probably talk about that on another podcast. But I was very prone to shouting and not being very grown up. And there was one particular instance, not this horrible boss, uh, one of my managers ringing me up, shouting at me on the phone, Not really giving me a chance to say anything back and hang up on me. This really got me red. I've got red hair and I had very ginger hair when I was there. Not so much now. Um, But I kind of slammed that phone down. I was yelling and screaming. I couldn't believe the audacity of it all. And once I'd calmed down, my uh, actual manager... Uh, took me to one side really really nice guy and said Stuart you can't do that it's not the best thing to do you're not at school anymore and that really woke me up I kind of took a real look at myself and how I was acting and I probably was acting like a big spoiled kid Don't get me wrong, I still do it sometimes, but in the main, I'm pretty self-aware of how I'm acting. From there, I got... We were always under a threat of redundancy every year, and sometimes it was quick, You know, you get told, no, that's it, or no, you got your job and you can carry on. But one of these lasted for 18 months. And that really got to my threshold. Um, Sort of mental health, I was not happy whatsoever. So when I got my job at Peterborough... It was brilliant the the close journey, twenty minutes on the train, I'm back home in evenings, reasonable time, it was perfect or so I thought. Now the reason why I wanted to move up to Peterborough was because I, I wanted more time at home. I spent a lot of time in London, I wasn't getting back till 8 o'clock, I was leaving in the mornings, I was catching the half past six train and there was not much home life whatsoever. So going to Peterborough was great because I didn't have to get up really early, I was home with the rest of the family and I can sort of enjoy, I'm sure some of you might relate with that. But then, because of what was going on in Peterborough and this horrible boss, I wasn't enjoying it. And it was a real downer on that kind of high of, Yay! I've done it! I've actually got somewhere where I need to go. The real crunch point was... My son uh, got very ill, had uh, something called HSP, which is Henoch Schonlein purpura, and that affects the blood vessels and causes a spotty rash, but we didn't know that at the time. Normally it's the spotty rash and then he gets all the other symptoms. Unfortunately, he did it the other way around, so the doctors didn't have a clue what was going on. So he was in hospital for quite a long time. And I had to take time off. And be with him in the hospital, be with my wife. But that's not how my boss saw it. He saw that my work was deteriorating and he was always on at me. Yeah, you, know, you haven't done this report right. It's not what I asked you. And he was brilliant. I like say he was absolutely brilliant at making me feel the smallest person ever. I used to dread going into the office. Now my desk is was within sort of Eye shot of the, the front door and I remember coming in one day and seeing him sat at my desk and you know when you get that horrible feeling in your stomach you want to throw up in a corner that was where I was almost turned around and went home but you know I remembered I was a grown-up And yeah, he just laid into me, verbally. You know, you, you need to buck up your ideas. This is not how I expect you. This is not what I employed you for. All this while I was going through all of this with my son, hooked up to many things on a hospital bed and not knowing whether he was going to... You know, one of the symptoms, it leads to kidney problems. In fact, we went over to Northampton to find out whether that is an issue. And you know, after he got over his initial uh, HSP sort of symptoms, which took a good three, four weeks, we were kept on the kidney problem list for a year and a half. But all that time where my boss was having a go at me, I was going through that with my son. But he didn't care. So much so he put me on special measures, which was like another kick in the teeth. I could not understand it. I, I tried to fight it. I went through um, the, the sort of the HR counselling service, and they gave me some great advice. And and I still use that advice today. They got to a point where the kind of decision, really, is do I fight this and say, you're wrong, I'm going to do my worst, I'm going to take you to court, I'll get the unions involved... Or do I do a different way? Do I kind of just lean into it? Prove that I can do this job. I thought the first way was really gonna break me. I was almost broken then. I used to come home. It didn't take long for me to sort of just like cry or get really angry. Which is not fair on my wife and my son. And the stress of it all was too much. So I decided to do what they asked. They gave me little tasks to do. And made sure I did them. And I did them really well. I changed my attitude. And I followed the advice of this counsellor. Which very in a nutshell, was stop worrying about the future. Concentrate on the here and now. And I've heard all that before, but this time I took it to heart. And I planned and I monitored my day really on an hourly basis. What have I done now? Good, okay. What do I need to do in the next hour? I did that and I did that. For a good week, week and a half. And I, and I started to feel more positive and happier. And my outlook on life was so much better. My work improved, which was great because they were, well, my manager was much <laughs> happier about that. And all was going well. It didn't go all smooth sailing. You know, some of my colleagues are sort of—they worried about me, which was nice. But some of them said, "Oh no, fight the system!" You know, don't take any notice of that council of ice. You know, really get stuck into them. And it was out of good nature and for my well-being, but I think it's what they were thinking—they would like to do. But for me, I felt like I was doing something again. I I was feeling better about myself. I was being proactive. And at the end of it, I was taking off special measures. And what was absolutely hilarious was my horrible boss, boss thought it was all his work. He made me change. But he didn't. I made that decision. Sometimes we have some outside influences, but it was me that did all the work. And I might have done it in spite of him. But i was so, so pleased. Now I had the self-confidence to get out of that job and leave on my terms and start doing what I wanted to do. Which was working in helping with children improve their confidence and help them achieve what they would like to achieve. All of this stuff and going back to the work I did with the counsellor helped me sort of boil down. How I can guide my life now. And I feel so much better. So a bit of a rambling one this podcast. Um, Next time I will tell you more about why I feel I can do this. And what opportunities are coming up in the future for me. And other types of things. So great that you're listening still. Speak soon and all the best.